0: Think of the positive outcome and how that will feel when you're afraid. Alan and I get afraid just like everybody else. And I've been in front of this microphone so many times. I am more confident in front of this microphone than probably anywhere else. But I still have moments before we do these where it's like, I hope this intro goes
1: well. And so fear chasing is I am afraid, admit it, courage, do it anyway. And and people talk about this a lot, but I think there's a lot of people who most of their lack of fear that you're witnessing is actually ego.
0: Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, NLU Weekly Live Podcast, week number 131. You're not the only one who is afraid of your fear. So as you know, first of all, happy Monday for all of those tuning in live. Happy Indigenous People Day. Uh, Alan and I did a behind-the-scenes virtual monthly meetup, number 10 or 9? 10. Number 10 last week. And one of the questions we posed was, what is everybody afraid of? And we got some very common fears, but a lot of people had similar ones. So we figured a lot of people in not only the self-improvement industry, but just in the world are trying to convince you that they're not afraid of anything, that they don't deal with what you deal with, that they're not afraid of the same things, that life is pretty easy and you should get over your fears. Now, I think you should lean into your fears, but just because you have a fear does not mean you are alone. So the top one, two, I don't know, five or six fears were judgment. So what people think, fear of being embarrassed, looking like an ass. That was mine. Letting other people down. That's definitely something I think Alan and I deal with for sure. Disappointing other people and looking stupid. I was on a podcast last Friday. It was my last podcast of the week because I don't think I had any on Saturday. And the podcasts I go on sometimes are very interviewee where it's like, I'm going to ask you this question. You're going to give me an answer. I'm going to ask another question. And it's just this back and forth. The ones I really like are the ones that are conversations. And this one was a conversation with two young ladies who are both art therapists or art counselors. I'm not exactly sure what their job title is. But one of the things that we were talking about is the amount of shows I've been on. And I had this realization, and I told Alan this behind the scenes, where I realized between the 1,120 episodes we've done and the 350 or 400 other shows I've been on, there are going to be people out there who just do not like me. Based on the fact that they'll hear an episode and maybe my message, my energy, my attitude, whatever, my delivery is not something that they enjoy. And it was very, very real for me in that moment, Alan, where I said to them, I said, honestly, you might hear me on this podcast and you might assume that I'm super confident and I don't care about judgment and I don't care about what people think and... I don't care about rejection. And I said, honestly, all of those are true. I am terrified of all those things. And I think that me going out there and admitting it is valuable. And it's important because the last thing I want is for somebody to hear me on here and assume I don't deal with any of the problems that they deal with, that I'm not afraid of any of the things that they're afraid of. And I figured this would be a good episode to chat about that.
1: I think the thesis here, Kev, uh, for me anyways, is going to be You are afraid of all those things, and I am as well, but as we grow and evolve, I think we're just a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less less allowing those things to control us. Mm. Um, I often talk about how there's two main motivators in life. There's aspiration, which is wanting more, better body, better business, better life, better whatever, um, better relationship, and then there's fear-based motivation. So there's aspiration and there's fear. And, uh, they're both very, very motivating. I, I tell the story about, uh, I used to have a, a loop around the block that I used to do growing up. And there was this one time that I was doing, it's like two mile loop and I was doing it at dusk. And I remember I wanted to beat my time and I remember it was like dusk and it got like dark quicker than I thought. And I remember I started running way faster. And I remember thinking to myself, like we're, we we, we tell ourselves a story that we, these aspirations are enough. To motivate us but i'm telling you i ran faster when i was afraid so so this is the story we got a text from one of our neighbors back then this was many years ago probably five years ago now four years ago and it was of a black bear and they had a black bear in their backyard which is right near this loop i'm talking about and as it got dark out my mind started messing with me when i'm running this loop because it's very much in the woods and i remember thinking like oh Like, okay, so it's dark and like, what would I do if I saw a black bear? And then would the black bear know that I'm afraid and then chase me? Like it became this whole thing. So I started running way faster because I wanted to get home as soon as possible to get as much daylight out of this as I could. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I remember thinking to myself, people want to be motivated by these aspirations, better business, better body, better relationship, dream home. Like I get it. Right. And that's great. But fear is more motivating It's just more motivating and so how do we take our fears and master them not to the point where they don't exist Courage is not the absence of fear. It's not It's you are afraid and you know it and you own it and then you go and do the thing anyway So that you can fear chase one of my clients has fear chasing as her main Mim is what we call it most important metric and i'm telling you kev when she chases her fears, these opportunities are coming that never would have come. And so, instead of telling yourself this story that Kevin is no longer afraid of judgment or Kevin is is so confident now, even though he was so petrified of the microphone, you know, for the first hundred fifty episodes, mm-hmm. instead of thinking Alan's so confident and not afraid, that's not true. What is true is that we are just a little bit less afraid than we used to be and we've incrementally I'll be a little less afraid of the next live podcast than I am right now and the podcast after that I'll be a little less afraid than I am than at the next one. And so what if what if it's just a little more percentage a little more percentage a little more percentage less afraid but it never fully goes away. I'm never fully going to not care what people think. No matter how hard I try, there's always that part of me that is like, "You know what? That thing that I said on episode 952 that was so dumb. Like, what if someone were to listen to that, take it out of context and post it on the internet? What if when Kevin and I are more successful, someone takes a clip from one of our first episodes when we were saying some really unintelligent things and then posts it all of the internet? Of course we're afraid of that. That's called being human. And so that's what this episode I think is about Is is... Whether it's the monthly meetup and talking about fears in front of people privately and everyone's saying, honestly, I'm afraid of judgment times five. Somebody literally wrote that in the chat. I'm afraid of judgment times five. Thank you for admitting that. There's a lot of people who say, I don't care what people think. Yeah, BS. BS, right? And oftentimes, the people who care what people think the most, okay, I don't care what people think, but yet every picture on Instagram is this exact pose, Mm. right? No, of course you do. We all do. I'm not making it wrong to be afraid of judgment. I'm making it wrong to lie to people that you're not, when in reality, you definitely are. I'm a podcaster who has
0: 1,500 reps, and on my other podcast, Podcast Growth You, I still get nervous every time when I start an episode because that's something new that I haven't done before in a long, long time. I haven't done a solo episode other than that since I started. In like the the very, in 2017, that's when I was doing solo episodes, or 2016, even, yeah, no, 2017. So for me, I think what it is, is in the very beginning, you should be scared. You should expect to be afraid. You should be nervous. You should probably, and I'm not saying you should care what people think, but it's okay to. You should accept the fact that you care what people think. Because in the very beginning, that's when you're the least talented, probably, and you're comparing to people who have been doing it for a long, long time. That's one of my biggest fears, and I've said that. And it's a focus. I don't want to lose sight of what it was like to start the journey. Because if I lose sight of what it was like to start the journey, I can't give good advice. I can't create good episodes. I won't create actual impactful content. Because it'll be, well, just don't care what people think. It doesn't. That's not how it works. I, I told this story before on the podcast, but I think this is the best possible story for an episode like this. Taryn said to me, this was probably two years ago. She said, hey, there's this thing called skip the small talk. And it's this event where you go and you have deep conversations with people. And immediately it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. I don't, it's not public speaking, but you're starting conversations with strangers. And that's weird. That is just weird. And I think everybody has a subconscious or conscious fear of how is that going to go? It's going to be weird. Whatever. So we go, we go to this place. And there was probably, I don't know, maybe 30 people there. And you sit down at a picnic table. It's indoors. And somebody's sitting across from you. And the host gives you a card. And I think the first one was, if you were a jungle animal, what would you be? And that's how you break the ice. And you just start a conversation on that. And then they say, I think I said lion. I think I said lion. Or maybe gorilla. I think I might might have said gorilla. Because I'm kind of built like a little gorilla. Yeah, I'm kind of built like a little gorilla. So... Then they said, we're going to set a timer for five minutes and we just want you to talk. Just for five minutes. It's like, okay, interesting. Something very unique happened for me where I actually felt in my element. I was like, oh, this is great. I would do this every week. This is awesome. I love this. Why? Because at that point I had, I don't know, five, 400 episodes maybe? So we had a lot of interviews at that point. So I felt comfortable. Now, I was still afraid though. I was still terrified when we went to do it. I was, I was. I I told Taryn, I said, I'm like super nervous. This is way outside of my comfort zone. And it ended up going really, really well. We went to a wedding on Saturday. And I had that moment where I was like, I do not want to dance at this wedding. I'm not a great dancer, believe it or not. Not a great dancer. My body doesn't really move that way. But I know it's important to Taryn. Now, this is what I said to myself. This was my self-talk. There are going to be a bunch of people that are on the outside of this dance floor and the vast majority of them, the reason they are on the outside, the outskirt of the dance floor is one, they haven't built up enough liquid courage to dance 2 they're afraid of what everybody else thinks. That helped me understand that everybody in here is afraid of what everybody else thinks. So the last thing I should be worried about is what people are thinking of me because they're not doing it because they're so afraid. Like, let me just go enjoy the night. And Tara and I did some slow dancing. And it was awesome. And we made some great memories. But that started with me saying, oh, I don't want to do this. So that's really the goal from this topic is for you to understand when you hear somebody say, or you get the impression that somebody's not afraid of what you're afraid of, that's not helping you. The question is, what do you do when you're afraid? How do you get through it when you're afraid? Who do you talk to when you're afraid? Do you take action when you're afraid? Do you think of the positive outcome and how that will feel when you're afraid? Alan and I get afraid just like everybody else. And I've been in front of this microphone so many times. I am more confident in front of this microphone than probably anywhere else. But I still have moments before we do these where it's like, I hope this intro goes well. I hope I don't run out of things to say. It's different when you're live. I hope I don't misspeak. I mean, at least if I misspeak in, in another episode, we can edit it out. This is live, right? And it's not in front of 100,000 people yet, but still, it's very, it's nerve-wracking. And if we don't say that, or it, I'll speak for myself, if I don't say that, I'm not really empowering you to, to actually understand and face your fears. And that's always my goal. Hey, I wanted to give my experience working with Kevin and the rest of the Next Level University team. It has been such a seamless relationship he is so easy to work with Kevin and he gives you all the information you need but doesn't overwhelm you he's also um, meets you where you're at so whatever you want to do he'll make it work and it's just there's no stress there's no drama and everybody else that I've worked with has been patient with me because I am not technologically savvy so they've been helpful and patient and just encouraging and it's just been a fantastic experience i highly highly recommend working with them
1: kev uh group group eight had 12 people in it and we had our first session last tuesday it's an entirely it's it's all next level community members but these people are all meeting each other for the first time so if you thought about group coaching don't worry don't worry this is a fear chasing moment we all do it kevin and myself included the very first part of the very first session, there's six sessions bi-weekly, 90 days, is round-robin introductions. And it's three questions. I forget them off the top of my head. The first one is, who are you? What do you? What? What's your intention for this group coaching? Yeah. And then what's something about you that no one knows or something no. someone everyone should know about everyone you? Everyone should know, yeah. And I remember feeling very nervous. Same. Like, very nervous. It, it's so interesting to me how I can do book club every week and jump on this live every week and do at this point, 250 plus speeches and thousands of coaching calls and thousands of podcasts and still be like scared of like group coaching. Like, what is that about? Right. And, and you just get to this point where you realize, okay, there's never really going to be a time where I'm not at least a little bit uncomfortable around a new group of people. Because these 12 people, while we know of all of them, we've never had them all in one room where we're all trying to get to know each other. And I actually misspoke hard in the introduction. Do you remember how long it took me to say the new way I identify myself? So I'm trying to rewire the way in which I present myself. And it's coach and consultant, trainer, speaker, podcaster, and writer. Okay, that time I got it right. I tried to introduce myself in this group and I choked up on like the writer part. I think it was like a three Mississippi pause. It felt like a minute. It felt like forever. Um, And it was just a terrible introduction and I was the second one to go. And then someone went after that. I think Mike, his name's Mike. He uh, was very, very nervous. He just admitted it. He said, I'm so nervous. And we're like, you're good. Everyone's nervous. Everyone here is nervous. Let's stop pretending anyone's not. And so (laughs) I think I just swallowed a bug. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, being nervous. um, This idea that you're going to somehow reach a place where you're not afraid of judgment or you're not afraid of looking like an ass or you're not afraid of looking stupid or embarrassed or you're not afraid of asking a dumb question or you're not afraid of disappointing other people. It's not real. And it's empowering to know that it's not real. It's not a one or a zero. It's not you're afraid or you're not. It's you can get a little bit less afraid over time by guess what actually doing the thing anyway And so fear chasing is I am afraid admit it courage do it anyway and and people talk about this a lot but I think there's a lot of people who Most of their lack of fear that you're witnessing is actually ego And i'll just say this kevin and I knew why this was happening But like when you were running that round robin there was a slight it's very slight But there was a slight amount of ego Mm, I believe and I know it's because you were nervous and you were overcorrecting because you needed to run the room and you couldn't just slink into your chair like I you know you were running it and like I kind of did and so when people seem super confident with that little hint of ego it's most likely because they're deeply afraid and it's a protector it's it's a protector and I've been guilty of that Kevin's been guilty of that and the weird thing is just admitting you're afraid and just owning it is actually way easier just like okay I'm afraid to misspeak you know, and this is probably going to suck and I'm going to try mm-hmm. to do my best and it's definitely going to be better than my old best. So let's rock and roll. There's something empowering about just owning the fear and just doing it anyway and, and being vulnerable. I have a question. Oh, what's up, So this is, I have an analogy, a metaphor. Is this an analogy or a metaphor?
0: You're, you, well, I know you English. Was I looked this up. Yeah. yeah. I recently
1: please. looked this up. So I, I, I was writing and I was talking about analogies and I looked it up. I'm like, what is an analogy? An analogy is And you're using it correctly. I'm certain you're using it correctly because I recently looked it up because I was concerned that I was using it wrong. I appreciate it. Okay. This is an analogy. I think of it this way. Uh, When you start
0: something new, it's like you're taking a pole and putting it in the ground. The longer, and it's a tall, tall, tall pole, but it takes very little wind for the pole to start to move as you do it more and more, the pole gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the ground and it becomes stronger. But when you're first starting something, yeah. think of every rep is one hit of the hammer on top of the pole. There's one rep, another rep. How many group coaching calls have we done? So we've done seven groups times six, 42 plus one. We've done 43 of those calls, right? Right. 43. Okay. This is, Week number 131. Are you three times more confident here than you are there? I I feel like I am.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. How many coaching calls have you done? Particularly the round robin part. Yeah, that one's hard. Because I think that's particularly the nerve-wracking part. That one's hard. How many coaching calls have you done? Uh,
0: 1,300. So you've done more coaching calls. Well, you've probably done that many podcast episodes, but still, okay. I'm willing to bet you're probably more
1: confident coaching than you are almost anywhere else yeah definitely but the team huddles that i count so technically is coaching Mm. because i coach the team so it's actually like 2700 that's wild it's very very high yeah and And i feel the most competent there definitely
0: i think that's the interesting thing is and the reason i (coughs) use that analogy are you okay i swallowed a bug for sure. you did swallow a bug for sure i'm all right but okay yeah weird things going over uh going on over there in studio day jeff (laughs) well you know what it is it's this fake plant grows bugs. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> the, the reason I used that analogy was I might have 1,200 and I don't know what episode, 1,223 or something reps of this, but I just started a new podcast. And that's not, that's different. It's completely different. That pole is not in the ground yet. It's just there. It's just on top of the soil. And a small gust of wind could knock it over. I think I've done 12 episodes. That's going to be my new analogy is you just don't have the reps yet. You don't have the reps and you don't have the proof. And I think we all deal with all of this stuff at the beginning.
1: All of it. And if you run from your fear and avoid your fear or tell yourself a story you're not supposed to be afraid, then you're not going to put in the reps and you're going to stay more and more and more afraid. So it's a self-fulfilling fear. It's like a circle. It's like, I'm afraid, so therefore I'm not going to do this action. Therefore I'm going to stay even more afraid. Versus I'm afraid, I'm going to inject courage. And then I'm going to do it anyway, and then be a little less afraid. But if you have a belief that you're not supposed to be afraid because you watched Kevin and I, and we appear not to be that afraid, what you're missing is the 129 other times we've done this.
0: 130.
1: 130 other times we've done this. And and how many times were we afraid I mean, dude, how many of those 130, seriously, were you like nervous before? Most? I mean, I'm nervous before all of them. Yeah, same. Just less. This one, I was a little less nervous than usual, but that's because we actually got some episodes done and we were, we're already in the groove. Yeah.
0: Next Level Nation, as you know, we just started our eighth round of group coaching. And we have sold out every single group that we have had thus far. If you missed any of the groups, but especially group number eight, our ninth round of group coaching is starting on January 3rd. Uh, It's 2023, not 2022. So please ignore that small jeffing. I made a mistake. If you want 2023, not 2022, to be the best year of your life, if you want it to be different, if you keep saying to yourself, you know what? Next month, next week, tomorrow, next year will be different. This is an actual opportunity for you to make that change. And I guarantee it will be the most beneficial thing you do. I believe in it so very deeply. We would love to have you as a part of that group.
1: We also have a book club. If you have been telling yourself the story that you want to read more, I want to read more, I want to read more, I want to read more. I know I've felt that way in the past. This is your why power to read more. We're reading a book called Switch by Dan and Chip Heath. And it's all about how to change your behavior. It's all about how to face your fears and how to design a life on your own terms, essentially. So we're on chapter six, shrink the change. And that goes really well with what we talked about on this episode, which is essentially if the fear is too big and too monstrous, shrink it down into a little one and face that little fear, then you can tackle a bigger one and then a bigger one and then a bigger one. And if you think about dominoes, think about the domino effect of one fear that you knock down today then another one tomorrow, and another one after that, and a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Before you know it, you're going to be doing things that you at one point didn't even know you were capable of. Thanks for joining us for another episode of
0: Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family.
1: We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you
0: tomorrow.